I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the new podcast, the renamed My Millennial Money Express. It's now My Millennial Investor. I'm Glenn James. I've hosted a podcast called My Millennial Money for some time now. And this is a little podcast where we do little 10-minute hacks, 10-minute chats, and we have a good time while doing it. Today, my first guest on the new named podcast, My Millennial Investor, is Jodie Fitzgerald. She's the head of institutional portfolio management and solutions at Morningstar Investment Management. Jodie, thanks for joining me on My Millennial Money my millennial investor. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for having me as your very first guest in the Rename Podcast. Now, we talked in the podcast on My Millennial Money about strategy and tactics. Yep. And what I want to do is maybe, like we have not prepared for this, I've mentally prepared <laughs> that a lot of the stuff we see online, people talking about investing, people talking about buying shares, people talking about making money, they major on the tactics mm. and they don't step back and have a look at the strategy. So, you're an experienced portfolio manager. You manage a lot of money in your team for institutions. So, are you saying like superannuation funds in Australia would put money with your team? A uh, combination actually. So, we have large um, institutional investors who are superannuation providers. We also manage money on behalf of um, advisors, financial mm. planners, who ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, our client is the mum and dad on the street because it's their money, whether it's come to us via an advisor or via sort of an institutional offering, our client is the mum and dad on the street who's just looking to build their wealth. Right. So, when we talk about strategy and tactics, mm. When you're managing a portfolio, what are some of the strategic things that you're doing? Yeah, okay. So, the big thing that you start with in investing is, okay, so when you're actually, as an individual, when you're going to invest, you need to have an understanding of your risk tolerance. How much risk am I willing to take? Am I happy to cope with the ups and downs of the equity market? and put 100% of my money into equities, or actually I'm a bit conservative, I really don't like seeing that volatility, so I need a bit more balance in the portfolio. All of our offerings will have a risk profile. And then what we do strategically is that, okay, within that risk profile and knowing the returns that an investor wants to achieve, what sorts of assets should we be considering in this portfolio that will deliver that return or deliver that journey to the client where the journey includes basically the ups and downs. So, how much of the ups and downs can they tolerate to get to that return profile at the end? Effectively, what you find is that more aggressive investments generally have higher return expectations and the more conservative you are, the lower the return expectations. So, strategy is a big thing and we've got to start with strategy. Yes. And so, basically, for you guys who listen to this stuff, like I've just written down a whole heap of things. When we bring it down to our personal finances – 
with investing, strategy is things like our goals, which you touched on, um, the time horizon, our risk profile, the diversification, like we want to be strategic with how we diversify, what does success look like for Mm -hmm. us with investing? So, these are the big rocks of strategy. Now, when we go to tactics and the tactical things, people major on this stuff and they shouldn't. Tactics is execution. Anyone can do tactical things. Tactical thing, and this is funny as we dig on this hole, the tactical decisions generally can be applied to any strategy. Now, Mm. I wrote down a couple of things here with our own investing. Some tactics would be, you know, when we're buying like and selling. So, you know, that if someone's a trader, they're they're tactical with, you know, the day-to-day stuff. But most of our listeners aren't that. But some of the tactics could be, well, are we doing ETFs or direct shares? Yeah. Are we doing an active versus passive portfolio? Yes. Are we using a $5 share broker or are we using a platform in our own name? So, these tactile decisions are the major chatter points online and we plug in our strategy stuff based on what people are discussing with tactics yeah. where we need to step back and go, well, what are we actually doing first? Yep. Because I can go and buy an ETF tomorrow. I can go buy direct shares tomorrow. But how does that achieve your goal? But if you've got no strategy, yeah. it doesn't matter. And this is why, and you can go and have a listen to the podcast we did on My Millennial Money just yesterday, you know, and this is why we come undone when things get tough yep. because we haven't got a strategy We've got a heap of tactics that we've randomly deployed. Yeah, that's a really good way to think about it, actually, because, you know, whenever you're making any sort of investment decision and, you know, maybe this is how you marry the tactics and the strategy together is, um, you know, there's an old sort of, you know, psychology sort of hack, which is the the five whys. So, before you do anything, ask yourself why, why, why. Why? <laughs> Wait, what's the fifth one? Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, let's, okay, so let's go back to, so firstly, you need a goal, right? Why are you invested? Well, I've invested because I want to have a decent retirement. So, that's my super. Or I would like to go on a round-the-world trip in the next five years and I want to make it a pretty special trip. So, it's going to be exy. So, I'm going to invest to make sure I've got the money for it. Okay. So then, okay, so now you've got your why, you're invested. Well, what's my time frame? Well, if I'm around the world trip, I don't want to do it when I'm, you know, really old. I want mm. to do it in the next five years. My, my retirement, well, that's long term. What's your time frame? So therefore, then that will help you understand how much risk you're willing to take, et cetera. When you're then looking at your tactics, okay, right, so I've got my goals. Um, now, I should I invest in an, you know, active or passive, okay? Well, there's a lot of different, you know, the reality is you need to think about the journey and the destination, mm. okay? So, passive investing and active investing will give you a different journey, mm. right? You could end up at the same destination. You may not, but you could end up at the same destination, which the reality is if, let's just say equity markets, in general, equity markets tend to rise over the longer term, the you know, over a much longer horizon, the question about active versus passive is really around, I think, also, well, what would make sense for now? And we can actually, this could end up being a much longer than 10-minute podcast. We could get into that. But effectively, it's around, well, what in, you know, why should I go active? Well, you should go active if you feel that actually the market has gotten into herding behavior and mm. therefore there's more risk than I'm willing to take. 
and and that is basically a tactic because the strategy is I need to achieve a pretty decent return over the next five years. I've got my risk profile that it is quite aggressive. I want to go into an active Australian fund that is seeking out opportunities that I can't get with buying an index. Yep. Or you could say that, yeah, so absolutely. And then there's the element of, well, the markets have been really expensive. We're going into this time of uncertainty. If I buy an index, I go down with the market. I want someone who can tilt me away from the index Mm. and actually avoid that and then get me into the opportunities that are going to actually make make money. I think over the last sort of decade with interest rates, you know, on this one-way trajectory down and inflation really low, it's been super easy to make money passively. Mm. That period's behind us now with rising interest rates and inflation. Active management's really going to come to the fore. But, you know, that that's, you know, these are point-in-time decisions. So given where we're at in the world, given the temperature of the room, what is going to help me achieve my goal with my risk profile doesn't make sense to have passive or doesn't make sense to have active. And I think by nailing your strategy first and being very clear about strategy versus tactics, if something comes up and someone says, oh, you need to invest into this new thematic ETF, you can go, why? Why? (laughs) Why, 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 why? Then you can layer that decision over your strategy. Yes. And if it meets the strategy, okay, you've got my attention, I'll look into this. Or like, hang on, it's got nothing to do with my strategy over here. Yep. So, I'm walking away from it confidently. Yep. And by ve- being clear with your strategy, it will turn down the noise of everyone online talking about tactics. Yeah. I use this broker because it's no fees to trade. I use this because of that. Like all this stuff, we get caught up in the tactics, focus on strategy, the tactics will take care of themselves. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. If you've got clear, what we always talk about, goals-based investing, have a clear goal and then invest in a way that helps you achieve that goal. Mm. Anything else is noise, it's, you know, it's not really necessary in the journey. It'll probably cause more angst and lead to bad decisions. Love it. We might leave it there. Thanks for listening to The Might Millennial Investor. Jodie Fitzgerald from Morningstar Investment Management. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.